Hey, what's going on, everybody, man? Welcome back to another episode of Andy Sports Talk. Um, Antoine here with my co-host, Errol. Man, what's going on, E? What's good, Antoine? What's good, everybody? Uh, Cowboys 16-0, still not a prophecy. It's a statement, you know, <laughs> attention. Uh, but uh, it's, everything's good, man. You know, we had a good week, weekend of football, college and NFL. So everything's good, man. How about you? Uh man, I can't complain. Um, I don't know why I was so lethargic this Sunday. Uh, I don't know. It's just from working all week. I think I, I worked like, I think I worked like five or six days straight, like long hours. So I was kind of like uh, out of it a little bit. But then you know, like midway through the games, and like when the main game I was watching was the uh, Baltimore and uh, Kansas City game, of course. And again, I will say it again. I said it, if I ain't said it once, I said it a million times. Professional football has no business being played outdoors. I don't want to watch rainy, slow, soggy, messy football games. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. At the professional level, I, I just don't want it affecting the outcome of the game, especially now that there's so much. Like, they've legalized gambling um, in, like, what, nine states, and there's, like, ten other states that are, like, on the verge of doing it. Um it's just too much, you know, going on. We got, I mean, it's literally an NFL team moving to Vegas. Like, I mean, I don't mind it being outdoors, but you need to have a retractable roof just in case. Because, like, I don't, I don't want people's stuff getting – I mean, it's too much stuff at stake. But I digress from that. Had some great games, man. Uh, so, we're going to run through these games really quick and um, give our thoughts on them, man. So, what do you want to start at first, man? Well, before we start with the games, I'm just going to do a little bit we heard about in the – around the sports world today. So um, I'm actually super disappointed in starting off with this one. But did you hear what Troy Aitman said about Pat Mahomes? Yes, I did. Um, For those of y'all who didn't hear, um, Troy Aitman just kind of – I think think he felt a certain kind of way because I think the Kansas City Star tweeted at him about, you know, Pat Mahomes is already in just a few games kind of thrown for 33% of what Troy don't – thrown for like his whole career or something like that and mm-hmm. Roy Aitman went on Twitter and basically said talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles and I mean usually I like a little spicy talk but this was just lame to me because it has uh, nothing to, like what does that have to do with his zero his passes number like zero <laughs> literally zero uh like I said and, I don't... Hey, listen I, and I got a hot take on Patrick Mahomes too uh, I, mean, I don't know if I'm ready to drop it yet but I got, I got a real hot one Nah, if you're going to drop it anywhere, drop it now. You know what time it is. Talk to us. Patrick Mahomes. I won't say the greatest. But he, is, but he is the best. And I, and I think there's a difference between the best and the greatest. And I, we'll talk about that one. That's a, another episode. But Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback of all time. That's not a hot take. I've already said Saquon's the best running back of all time. I said you said he's the best prospect. I never, I never said the word prospect by anything. First of all, so I don't even. That, that's not me. It might be somebody else, but I don't even use the word prospect. First of all, so don't, don't, don't no. That's not me. First of all, you said you said he was like the best, like you know, prospect coming out. Like I, I didn't know you said he was the best. Oh, you know, I take that back. You did say he's the best running back of yeah, all time. I never said the word prospect in life. So yeah, I mean, but I mean, but but Saquon has not done anything I haven't seen before. Like his first two years <laughs> will not be. His first two years in NFL will not be better than. Chris Johnson's first two years in the NFL. And that's a fact. I guarantee you, I bet whatever. 
his first two years will not be better than Chris. His first three years won't be better than Chris Johnson's first three years. Uh, I mean, that's easy to say since he's out eight weeks. I mean, well, was, uh, okay, well, uh, but, nah. uh, okay, well, even if you want to take this year out, then put, then use his year three and year four. I bet you don't exceed Chris Johnson's first three years. Uh, we can talk about that. Don't worry. I, li- I might like that, but uh, but yeah, just to kind of keep it moving though, Twan. Oh uh, yeah. But, but yeah, Pat, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback of, of all time. The best quarterback I've ever seen. It's not even close, I don't think. It's not. It's not. But you know what's scary, though? We're saying that about Pat Mahomes right now. Yep. There's another kid out there right now <laughs> throwing a football, watching what Pat Mahomes does, who's probably going to outdo this one day, especially with the way the rules are going. Like, think about it. Steph Curry, we didn't know Steph Curry was – we didn't know when Steph Curry was a child just shooting at his dad's games. We had no idea he'd become the greatest shooter of all time, did we? Nah, but once I saw it, I knew it. I knew it. Like, it didn't take me, like, five years. I was saying that even when he was going through the ankle injuries. I was like, oh, I've never seen anybody shoot a basketball like him. He's the best I've ever seen. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. But, but yeah, when it, definitely agree with that, though. Yeah, when it comes to uh, – but when it comes to uh, – um, uh, yeah, I mean, there, I mean, it, there's a standard always being set. But I think from a talent aspect, like it's 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 gonna be really hard because he has like elements of him that no like people from a talent because like Tom Brady is one of the greatest people already say he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Well, Peyton Manning was better than him. I don't care what anybody said. Peyton Manning was the better quarterback. He was more talented. He put up better numbers. He was a better quarterback. Um, he was the reason why his team won or lost. It was him. And Tom Brady. He wasn't. All, I mean, I don't know how many years. Tom Brady might have been the best player on his team maybe four or five years. Peyton Manning was always the best player, except for that last year in Denver. Um, but Peyton Manning was always the best player on his team. I don't think I could say that about Tom Brady or Joe Montana mm-hmm. um, or other guys. So I always I think it's a, a big difference between being better, I mean, being the best and being the greatest. Right. Um, now, that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad you actually broke that yeah. down. It's because uh, I was ready to say greatest until I thought about, well, I think greatest probably includes accomplishments. Like you said, you know, probably rings, other things beyond that. But the best right. of all time or the most skilled, I mean, yeah, I think. Yeah, that, that's when I think when you talk about best, you got to bring in everything into perspective. Right. Like, you, like, like first people's greatest because their situations may be different. Um, and I think that's the thing with Patrick Mahomes. It's like a perfect storm because um, not only is he's – freakishly talented um um and savvy he's he's a wonderkin like he has i mean genetically his father was a nfl um i mean nfl mlb pitcher Mm -hmm. um it's the situation that he's in too like he went to an organization that really wanted him that traded up got him um, fit you know, Andy Reid. Andy Reid is drawing a perfect schemes. Everything it's a perfect storm for him. All yeah. of his receivers run under four four. Um, he has the best tight end in the game. Uh, he has his scat back running backs. I don't even know why they even run the ball. Like I would never run the ball. I don't even like when they run the ball. Like, neither, like, it gets on my nerves too. Like I was sitting there watching the watching the game versus the I'm like, why are they even running the ball? I could, I would never run the ball with these dudes ever. Unless I, I like, I mean, like. Sneak or something like that, or, or oh man, I'm not running the ball with them. It's just it's, it's just insane. Funny. It's funny when you see them even run the ball. Like it's usually never a long, like it's like a two or three yard gain, and you can just see Pat looking like, all right, come on, like right, <laughs> like like I, we, don't, we ain't got time for this. Like, but yeah, like I, I feel like 
I was talking to somebody this weekend when I was watching the game, and they were saying it's almost like a letdown when you see them drop back and they hand the ball off. Like, it was a point in the game in which Baltimore was – well, when the Chiefs were up, you know, I guess probably trying to milk the clock, and they ran the ball three straight plays, and I actually heard people in the crowd booing, and I just bust out laughing because I'm like, this is what it's come to. Like, this is just so much must-see TV that we don't even want to see him hand the ball off. Like, it's, it's, it's just funny. It's just funny to watch. But, uh, but yeah, getting back to, I guess, Troy Aikman's comments, I mean, to me it's just hella lame. Like, uh, the Kansas City star basically said that Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's touchdowns in his career in just eight games, 8% of the games. And um, I don't know. It's lame to me that Troy said about the Super Bowl ring because I'm like, first of all, Troy, we know. You weren't even like the top 10 best players on the, any of them teams. Exactly. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure Troy was like a top five quarterback in the NFL at that time. Like, I, mean, I, I always think he's ever been a top five quarterback at any point in his career. I think he's just I'm, a. I'm trying to. I mean, I, he's better. I, I want to say he's better than. He's not terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not. Uh, he, he, was a very, he was a very good quarterback and he was consistent. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's not terrible by any means, but yeah, Troy just got stopped out. Um, other thing I basically saw, Antonio Brown's headed back to college. Um, oh I mean, God. when I saw it come across the news, I could have cared less because I was just like, look, if he's not playing football, I don't need to hear about him, really, point blank, period. So I just, I, and, I, and I, I don't want to dedicate any more time to this to this guy, man. He, he's a he's 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 a fool, and, and and everybody know how talented he is. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in the NFL next year, but it's just all his shenanigans, everything that went afterward. There, if I'm running a team, there's no way I would ever sign it. There's a, a list of people that I would never sign to play on my team. <laughs> number one is Antonio. Antonio Brown has surpassed Colin Kaepernick as the number one person I would never sign on my dang team. He is number one. <laughs> Uh, at the top of the list, I would never sign Antonio Brown to my team if I was running an organization. All right, welcome back, y'all. Sorry about the little uh, uh, technical issue there, but we're back. Sorry for the digression as well. Let's get into these games, man. So what do you want to start first? All right, so I guess we'll go ahead and start with the uh, let's start with Thursday night game. We had Jacksonville playing Tennessee. Uh, Oh, we got uh we got Gardner Minshew. Um, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and y'all. It's one of my guys. Uh, I, I like the swag, the Uncle Rico look about him. The, I mean, just everything he's doing right now, and he's actually playing pretty decent football. He's, I'm not gonna get carried away and say he's playing amazing or great, but I mean, he's just playing good football for somebody who you know is a backup quarterback, and he's actually, I he the fan base is actually starting to go a little crazy for him. I'm seeing Twitter. He's, you know, he's trending on Twitter, and I'm like, wow, this dude is actually kind of slowly captivating America a little bit. I mean, um, but they basically beat Marcus Mariota and the Titans. Um, again, they beat Marcus Mariota and the Titans. Uh, something I didn't expect to happen, but you know, Marcus going to do this, you know, you know, a lot of, a lot, you know, a lot throughout the year. He's going to let you down and he's going to play terrible. But Tawana, talk to us about this game, man. What did you see in this game you like? Another example of why all NFL games need to be played indoors instead of that sloppy slush. Flout, Um yeah. yeah, I mean it rained, you know, you know, it rained a lot down there. But um yeah, Gardner Minshew uh played what he actually I mean his numbers would have even looked better. Like I think D D Westbrook dropped mm-hmm. a touchdown on like a perfect pass he threw to him. Um like there was a couple of balls that he threw. I think D D dropped two 
somebody else dropped another. I'm like, man, this dude is playing really, really well. Um, yeah, Chris Conley. Yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette is probably the worst running starting running back Ugh. in the NFL. I don't think I don't think uh. it's close. This man had his longest rush. He had he broke a 69 yard run in the game and still ended up with like 64 total <laughs> yards rushing. I was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable, Leonard Fournette. It's like he's he's really not a running back for today's no. game. Like to me, like he doesn't he doesn't make no. people miss. Um, he's just like a straight up downhill. Like I don't know who he fit playing for. Maybe I don't know. I just don't know. But uh, the defense in Jacksonville is looking. You know, I mean, they were looking like Saxonville. Um, getting after the quarterback. I know Tennessee's missing. Uh, Taylor wants to suspend it. And uh, they had another guy um, in there rotating mm-hmm. in, and uh, and I think Mariota got sacked like seven times, something like that, seven eight times. Ridiculous. It was good, yeah. but um, but uh, they it was I, I just I hate it. I hate watching games like that. It's the second Thursday night in a row where it's just like it's almost unbearable to watch because it's storming. Right, like nobody wants to see that junk. And um, on Tennessee side. Man, I hope man, I, I it's just frustrating to watch them offensively. Um defensively, I thought they played okay. Uh the Jags receivers played well, uh outside of you know those few drops, but you know, DJ Chark is definitely coming on uh big time. Um, that dude is uh he's I, I remember you were talking about I think earlier, um, when we were doing our like team previews and stuff, you kept mentioning DJ Chark. And uh I mean yeah. I was just kinda like I, I I kind of don't really play into it too much because I hear that stuff about Devontae Parker every year, and Devontae Parker just sucks to me. But, I mean, uh, DJ actually making, <laughs> like, a lot of fans right now out here. Like, he's – people, especially in the fantasy community, he is just, like, the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, I mean, do you think he can sustain it this year? Yeah, I think he can. His physical – because he's one of the most physically gifted receivers in the entire NFL. Like, he's 6'4", and he runs a legit 4'3". Um, he, I mean, he's a freak athlete. He could jump. I mean, he's he just like a height, weight, speed guy, and he's fighting, you know, kind of putting it all together. Um, and he's, you know, he's kind of twitchy. So, I mean, he he made some great catches. But uh, Tennessee, man, it's just it's so terrible. I mean, I can't stand watching the offense and all eighteen of their tight ends, <laughs> and they're just middle of the road receivers. Um, Marcus Mariota's back there seeing a ghost. Cause he getting hit every other play, and so now even when there is no pressure, he's not stepping up to throw. Right. And then when he does throw, he's acting like pressure's coming, and so he'll miss, like he'll miss a target. So he'll miss like two targets, and it's like, what the heck, Marcus? What's going on? Then they come back and drop a dime, and I'm like, well, dang, okay, well, good job. And it's just, it's almost like he's just like just seeing ghosts back there, and uh, it's just very frustrating to watch. Uh, them. It's like, and I say this all the time. It's like Marcus Mariota is a fifth year rookie because he's on his fifth different offensive coordinator in five years. So it's like you just, it's like you hitting a reset button on your video That's game. That's so like you're doing a soft reset every time. Every time you start, they say we're gonna start. We're gonna hit a reset button and start over. And I'm like, you can never grow like that. Um, you know, as a franchise, it's really not I me. Mean, third head coach, fifth offensive coordinator. That's really not doing a good. I mean, not just for your quarterback, but for your entire offense. Right. In general, so yeah. Anyway, that was very. Um, I mean, it was exciting watching Jacksonville's defense. Um, hopefully, Jalen Ramsey gets traded out of there soon. But um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it for that. I game. know we talked about odds last week, but uh, the more I kind of you know hear about this Jalen saga, I honestly don't even feel like he's getting traded. What What are your odds at now? It's the, it's not it's the same. What did I say seventy five yeah. last week? I think he's gone. Like I I don't I don't see any reason why he should stay, or why they would keep him. He doesn't want to be there. Um, I really don't see any reason why they should. I mean, the longer they wait to trade him, the less value they're going to get. But do you think that's true, though, for the athlete, though? Like, because his value is not going down. So I guess, like, I guess, what, why do you think the value would go down for Jalen in that situation? I don't think the value would go down for him. I'm talking about for Jacksonville. Oh, gotcha. Um, so the longer they wait, the, the, long, the longer they wait, the longer, uh, the, I mean, the less value he's going to have. And now he's sick. And, um, it's going to be uh, – It's. That, I mean, they're just – they're dropping the ball. The guy doesn't want to be there. And come to find out, it's really an issue with Tom Coughlin, which is not surprising to me. Tom Coughlin definitely strikes me as the get-off-my-lawn get type <laughs> thing. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really not surprised by this. Okay. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on right quick. I was going to say, uh, again, Jacksonville, for those of y'all who do not remember, like I said, they did win that game. So, uh, next we had Atlanta basically going against Indianapolis. This is actually a pretty entertaining game if you did watch some of it. Um, the Falcons – well, first of all, I want to talk about Devontae Freeman. I know I trash him a lot on the podcast. Um, I'm not sure if he finally got some blocking or maybe what it was, but Devontae had a few carries in the game where it was kind of like, damn, where this dude been at? Like, where has this Devontae been? And, like, he looks mm-hmm. surprisingly spry to me. I mean, uh, but I think the bigger thing for me is uh, the Atlanta Falcons offensive line. I don't know – I don't know how they expect for Matt Ryan to uh, <laughs> to stay healthy when he's got folks coming at him like that. But, um, I, I mean, I don't know. Calvin really had one catch for, like, six yards the whole game. That team is super maddening to me. And uh, I think we talked about before – about uh I guess you didn't you didn't think Atlanta was good after the Philadelphia game. I think it's kind of further proves your point. Atlanta's just not good. Like I don't I mean what we still about the game. I, I don't I don't understand like from a talent aspect, like I think they're just as talented as any, any team out there, right? Yeah. To me. Like I don't I don't see I don't see what it is. Like I know they had some issues on the back end. Of course they lost Keanu Neal, which sucks. But they had him like you know. I mean, the first three weeks. I know he's out for the year now, mm-hmm. but um, I'm like they. I mean, they can't. They can't. I, I don't know what's going on with them, man. I because they have the talent on in, in every aspect. Right. Um, I know they got some a couple of guys out on O line, but Matt Ryan is. I mean, he's been average Matt Ryan himself, but. I don't get it, man. I I just can't put my finger on why they can't win or, or why they're not being successful. Is this a coaching thing to you? Uh, mm, well, you know, I'm like the last person I want to point the finger to is right. coach. Um, I know they just got uh, what's the guy uh, uh the former coach of the uh, the Bucks, the new offensive coordinator, Dirk. Dirk Cutter. Yeah, uh, I know he's back there, but I mean. Julio's scoring touchdowns again now for the first time in like four years. He's getting in the end zone uh, pretty regularly now, it seems. And um, uh, Devontae, like you said, Devontae got going. But I I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just – I do not know. And um, I, just, I don't understand what's going on in Atlanta right now. Then also, man, you know, I look at uh, 
um, Indianapolis on their end, they are, uh, I mean, Jacoby Brissett with what he's been able to do, man, I think that's big, big for them. I, t- I didn't think they would lose a step. I thought they'd be just as good with Jacoby Brissett as they would have with uh, Andrew Luck, minus the turnovers. Because right. Jacoby Brissett is going to do – he's going to take care of the ball. Now, granted, he's not going to make as many spectacular plays as um, as Luck. Andrew Luck could have made. But, you know, as far as everything else, yeah, he definitely um, – he definitely uh, could do enough. So, yeah, the, the Colts are looking pretty good in that division right now, man, um, and that – Pretty messy division. What are they? Two and one now, or three and zero? Yep, two oh. and one, and they easily could be three and zero. Yeah, very true, very true. Um, man, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, I guess we can go ahead and move off of that one. By the way, Ty Hilton had got a little banged up in that game. I'm not sure if he's coming back this week or not. But um, anyway, move on to the next game. We got Dallas basically playing the man. Starts. Um, would like for us to play better early on in the game, but I mean I can't complain. They finished the game thirty-one to six, so again, uh, definitely not bad. Um, Amari Cooper is fast as all hell. Um, he's just showing it every week. It's difficult for us to pay Dak and Amari now. I'm starting to think, but you know somebody's gonna be the odd man out, whether it's Byron Jones. I mean, uh, who is it gonna be? I don't know. But uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard both went over a hundred yards each. Not much to say about the Dolphins, really. Um, you ain't talking against one. Sorry. Uh, Josh Rosen ain't it? Oh God. Uh, yeah, he's bad. Yes, he uh, but uh, who was um, Tony Pollard? Looked really good. He actually looked better than Zeke in the game. I, I yeah. must say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, Amari Cooper. Um, if y'all just go look and see what he was doing, at Xavier Howard. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Let's not forget that oh, part. <laughs> that was that was like that was like child abuse, man. That was oh, that was pretty bad. But um, Dallas is still rolling. Um, they're looking really good in the um, in their division right now, and in the whole NFC. Now, of course, they haven't been truly tested nope. yet, and I'm sure it's going to come. But by the time they're tested, they're going to you know they're already rolling. Their confidence mm-hmm. is high. And um, you know, I think it's you know everything they got a uh, well, what's the, uh, Robert Quinn they got him back. I think he got a sack too. Yeah, two of them uh, in his first game. Yeah, two sacks in his first game back. So yeah, yeah man, um, Dallas is rolling, man. Yeah, um, and folks think that Sunday night when we play the Saints is gonna be a test. Um, we are we going to New Orleans? Ah, I'm not really thinking that's a test. Um, only because I I would rather have you know Saints full you know full go for us to be Saints a test. Now that's not that's not saying we can't lose that game because we very well you know anybody can lose a game but I just don't see right. it that being a test for us. Um, I think we'll beat them. I'm not saying we're gonna blast them, but I think we'll do what we need to do down there in New Orleans. And uh, I was about to say, uh, speaking of, I know you said you know Cooper beat the hell out of Xavier Howard. Was that worse than Keenan Allen beating Darius Slay to you? Uh, yes, just because Xavier Howard. I mean, first of all, most people were watching that Cowboys game. Most people saw that nobody was watching that Chargers-Detroit game. <laughs> and Xavier Howard is the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. So, like, yeah. Oof, jeez. Mm-hmm. Man, Amar destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I think that was worse. Okay, gotcha. Just considering everything. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. Uh, just for us to keep on moving this thing along, uh, next game we got was uh, – well, let's go straight to it, Baltimore-Kansas City. Um 
I told y'all last week before we got the podcast, I refused to let Lamar Jackson beat Pat Mahomes. And, uh, you know, Pat held <laughs> me down. But in all seriousness, uh, I talked to Tuan that morning because I had to mess with him, especially when I found out that it was raining like cats and doggone dogs out there. Like, it was just – before the game, you would – first of all, if you saw – when you if you watched the game, you would have never thought the field was as bad as I thought it was going to be when you saw that rain coming down. Uh, but right. I do agree with Tuan. Uh, if it's the game of the week we got going on, like this is the kind of stuff that kind of frustrates you, makes you think, well, why the hell are we playing games outside when it's raining and it's, the field's going to be sloppy, you know, muddy, all that stuff. Folks can get hurt like that. Like it's just, it's just. Patrick Mahomes take one wrong step and slip in the mud mm-hmm. and there it goes. That's it. Everything gone. But uh, Tuan, I'm going to let you break this one down. What you think about the game, bro? In this game, where um, um, Patrick Mahomes uh, was great, uh, I don't, I don't. He's 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 incredible. Um, the talent that he have around him, the speed, it, it all just meshes well. Andy Reid play calling. Um, also, uh, I can't even think of um, uh, Eric Bieniemy. That's who it is, offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Um, does a great job calling plays uh, as well. Um, defensively, they did. I thought they did a pretty good job defending the deep ball. Um, you know, not letting Baltimore get any big plays downfield, which obviously Baltimore was definitely trying to attack, attack <laughs> deep. Um, and they were missing. Like Lamar missed a few throws. They dropped one. I just don't like the fact that they threw the ball so much when they're having so much success running the ball, rushing on on the ground. Like, I think if they play it again, um, it'll be a different story because Baltimore literally just pounded them in the, in the second half, and there was nothing Kansas City could do about right. it. Um, so like they just you know Lamar has to uh, they have to do a better job of you know working stuff off play action, running the ball early, and you know establishing them. I don't think they ever like I think their first two or three plays were play actions, passing the ball. And I think they completed them. Uh, they actually went down to score during that first drive. Uh, but I'm like, you still need to go ahead and establish the run and um, and be aggressive because Kansas City couldn't stop it, um, as it you know, turned out. So I think if they played again, it'll be a, a much more competitive game. I know the game, the score was close, but it wasn't – it didn't feel as close as it was. Like Kansas City right now, they're the, uh, the creme de la creme them and uh, the Patriots right now in the entire NFL, not just the AFC, but in the whole entire NFL. What were your thoughts on the game? Um, I mean, basically, I think you pretty echo pretty much what I was going to say. Uh, I'd say as far as uh, the offense, one thing I'm starting to notice a lot of is it doesn't matter who they put in that offense, it seems like a wide receiver. Um, Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid is going to make them look good. And um, Demarcus Robinson, you know, Peach County stand up. Once again, he had a great game. Miko Hardman had a great game. It's amazing how Sammy Watkins went from, you know, I knew I knew it was going to happen. You know, he, after, obviously he's not going to score three touchdowns every game against Jacksonville, but uh, he's almost like the afterthought in a way when you look at it. Even though he had a lot of targets, it's it's like it's Pat Mahomes, Miko, uh, Patrick Robinson, Kelsey. Like, it's so many weapons they have. It's ridiculous now. So, I think mm-hmm. that's super impressive. One thing I thought you said that was spot on earlier too, when you were talking about Pat Mahomes being the best quarterback you know ever, um, when you talked about him going to the perfect system, 
I feel like Andy Reid, and this is what gets me excited when I watch them. He actually, I feel like he actually wants Pat Mahomes to break records when he's playing football. Like you can tell, yeah, when he's calling plays. They're not when they get to the one yard line when they're still throwing the ball. That gets me so excited because I'm like, God, yeah. he ain't about to know basic ass run up the middle, halfback dive or something. Like no, no, they're running trick plays. There, that play action that Pat Mahomes did from the empty formation when he put the ball behind mm-hmm. his butt. It's probably one of the coolest things I ever feel like I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it was so smooth. It was just, uh, I mean, it was just, it's just fun to watch some boys play. Like, and like I said, I feel like he actually wants Pat Mahomes to break records. And I think to have a coach like that, that's just dope. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. But, um, yeah. yeah. I, and, but, you know, one of the biggest, one of the biggest takeaway, well, one of the biggest detractions from Andy Reid's career, though, has been his time management. And at the end of the game, it's like a third and nine. Now, if they don't get this third and nine, uh, Baltimore will get the ball back with a timeout, uh, with a chance to go down and win the game with about a minute and almost, well, like a minute and 40 some mm-hmm. seconds left. He calls a passing play. And luckily it worked. They ran the screen. They threw it. But I'm like, dude, if that's an incomplete pass. They're going to get the ball back with a timeout. I, <laughs> like, I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, why would Andy? But that's the stuff that's always come back to bite me. I love Late in games, all throughout his career, I'm like, you can't do stuff like that. Man. I love it. Like, you know what I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I I like the aggression too early, but not in that situation, especially when, uh, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thrown the screen pass. I don't think I'd have just dropped back and just done something traditional. But like, what if they blow the screen up? That's a that's a high risk, low reward type thing. Um. Uh, I mean, it's a high risk, high reward type mm-hmm. play, and I, I just I was like, wow, I can't believe you just because this ball gets knocked in the dirt or somebody tips it. Uh, it could have been a ground, it could have been anything. I'm like, I can't believe he called this play right now, um, but it worked, and they were able to kneel it out and you know win the game. I was like, wow, I can't believe Andy Reid. But I think the I, I mean I think you know Baltimore is still like right on the cusp. They're not in that that echelon of where you know, the Patriots and the Chiefs are right mm-hmm. now. I think I think you had the Patriots and the Chiefs right now in the NFL there at the top. Yeah. And then right below that, you have teams like right like Dallas is right there. Um you have um like Baltimore. You have uh San Francisco, who I think is their defense is playing like lights out. Both of those oh my goodness, they are playing like incredible. I think they're like a tier below where uh, Kansas City and the Patriots are okay. right now. But, yeah, that's that my thoughts on that game, man. Baltimore got to get back to the drawing board. I do not like the the game that was called. But, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson uh, uh, has got to, you know, hit some of those. those. And, I mean, he got some lucky passes that he had. <laughs> um, he also, like, watching – it was hilarious watching the Chiefs, like, chase him around oh. in the pocket sometimes. Like, it was hilarious. But um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see that matchup again in the playoffs, man. I think that'll be you know pretty exciting. Yeah, for sure. Um, just someone to just to speak on that though. Uh, by the way, Mark Ingham had a day. Lord have mercy, that boy had a that boy had a hell of a day actually. Um, yeah, he did. I was actually super impressed by what everything that he was doing because he was just um he was catching the ball, running the ball, of course. But uh, Mar- Lamar Jackson, some of the moves he was putting on the Kansas City Chiefs defense, um. That stuff is going down in history as just the most ridiculous shakes of all time. I mean, I, I seen guys really reaching for 
for Jesus. Some of these players. Yeah. Uh, it was it was funny too because after the game, that's all they talked about. That's all the defense talked about. They were like, man, they, like they were laughing about it. They're like, man, he was saucing me up, man, all the game. Like I couldn't get him, man. Like everybody got to get to the ball. It's like they were like, I don't even want to look at the highlights. I already know they already got me on social media. <laughs> I was like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's just too impressive. But um, so we can get off that game now. Let's go ahead and move on. By the way, again, that was a it was an entertaining game. Hopefully, next time we can get you know a little bit better weather. But I mean, uh, you know, it is <laughs> what it is. So, um, one of the next games, give me one second. I actually kind of want to talk about uh, last night's game, Redskins and Bears. Um, if they ever play again in the history of football, I may not watch that game. That game was boring as all hell. Um, I mean, now the final score probably would have said something different, but for me watching it, it's just nothing about the Redskins I want to watch until at least I see Dwayne Haskins touch the field because um, I feel like at yep. this point it's like, what the hell, why not? Like, I mean, we, we're 0-3 with our starting quarterback. Uh, we don't have the most weapons, but that boy, McLaurin? Yes, sir. Boy, talk about a. I only want to hear stay still because I mean it's just dude is impressive. I'm just gonna put it like that. Dude is impressive. Uh, Absolutely, like a bona fide number one. It's, it's sick, but um, but like I said, um, well anyway, Bears won thirty-one fifteen for those of y'all who still care. Um, but yeah, bring Dwayne Haskins. Like uh, twenty game thing in the game. Um. I thought about – I remember I said last night during the game, I was like, they need to put Dwayne Haskins in the game. But the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Nah, they got Leonard Floyd, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, all these dudes on defense. I'm like, this ain't a good matchup right now, especially with uh, Trent Williams still not reporting. Mm-hmm. And that's Trent Williams is by far their best player. Trent Williams is probably going to the Hall of Fame as a tackle and um I just wanted to want to throw him in that fire so I kinda understood okay. that. Uh the more I, the more I gave it thought. But uh the the Washington uh the Redskins defense is uh not as bad as I uh, as I as I think. I mean no, you can't overcome what five four or five turnovers. Like you can't overcome that and win a game. I'm sorry. Okay how bad Josh Norman mm-hmm. is. Um because he's terrible. <laughs> And uh, even though he got that uh, interception, Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky, another guy who's terrible. Uh, I mean, he missed so many throws. Uh, except for that, you know, the t- one, of the, one of those touchdowns he threw to Taylor Gabriel was pretty nice. Yeah. That, you know, he was missing so many intermediate throws. And I was just like, man, this dude was like the second overall pick. He just terrible. Let's talk um, about Josh Norman right quick. When, when are we going to stop talking about that guy? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I just uh, – I, I mean, he – look. I don't I even think he's going to make the team this year. I'm like, ain't no way in the world they're going to pay this man no $13 million, however much he's making, to play on the team. Like, he's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, all I ever see him doing is chasing people, getting giving up touchdowns. Every Seriously. <laughs> like, I feel like ever since – and I'm not going to say ever since Dak, you know, him and Dak last week, because first of all, he was getting burnt before Dak. So when... Yes, hello. Yes, but, uh, but, yeah, like, it's it's almost like, all right, some folks are going to talk because they're trying to stay relevant. But it's like with this guy, it's like, ugh, like, uh you gonna have to just figure something out, buddy. So, uh. and it's so funny too when he talks too, because he tries to be articulate, but he he doesn't like enunciate his words properly or anything. And it's like he reminds oh me of Ti. He reminds me of Ti. Ti. Shut up. 
<laughs> talking. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, on to the next game. Um, I'm gonna be very quick on this one. The Buffalo Bills are three and zero, but they did beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I did not watch the game because I did not care. Twan, did you watch this game? Uh, yes, I did. I had it on. Um, my boy Joe got to the end zone, but uh, look, he's looking spry and healthy right now. But I think the Buffalo Bills are the worst three and zero team I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, Devin Singletary was out. Um. Josh Allen still look pedestrian. Like it's it. He's he's just he's so average to me. But um, I mean he is, and I mean his numbers will you know will show that as well. But their defense is playing so well. Tre'Davious White, uh, Boyer, Boyer, uh, Micah Hyde, those dudes back there. Um, uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Their defense is really, really, really good. Um, and I was my guy. We just drafted out of Houston. Um, mm. Ed Oliver. Man, yeah, he's a stud. Man, they, they they really have a really good defense, and they're gonna give teams problems. And and for what it's worth, uh, the way Josh Allen plays, the style it fits, because you know uh, McDermott came from Carolina, and I would say Josh Allen is like a a, a lesser version of Cam Newton in a way, because you know, he does run around a okay. lot. Uh, not as much as on, on design runs because he's not like dynamic like that, but it's like he drops back the pass and his first read ain't there and you give him a lane, he's gone. He gone. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, he's going to get what he can get. And uh, he does have a big time arm. Like he can really push the ball down the field. So that works. So, you know, you get some big plays here and there. Um, You can run the ball and uh, he can run the ball. He can move the chains and the defense can get you the ball back. Man, that's, a, you know, a recipe for winning games um in the NFL. So, um. It's working for them. I just, I, I'm just ready for it. I'm ready to see them get tested as well. And uh, when they have to score points to keep up with another team, that's when I'm going to be like, all right, we're going to see what Josh Allen really about. Well, guess who's so. coming to town this week? Who they got? Patriots. Oh, well, yep, yep, yep. Now, well. <laughs> even though I'm not going to call this, Julian Edelman is banged up. Josh Gordon's a little bit banged up. Not saying the Bills are going to win, but. I wouldn't be, eh, I wouldn't be shocked. I put it like that, but I don't think they're going to win. I'm not betting on that. I'm going to make sure I'm very clear by saying that. But um, but yeah, um, I I just was not going to watch that game. Uh, what's your boy Joe Mixon doing, Twan? He got to the end zone. You know, he scored. Did all right. You know, did the best he could. Auden Tate played well. Florida State. Uh, all right, all right. On to the next game. Uh, we got. Green Bay Packers right. played the Denver Broncos. Green Bay won 27-6. Um, Aaron Rodgers looks just as average to me as any other quarterback in the league right now. Um, wrong. Listen, mates, uh, listen, bros, but he I looks did. very average to me, y'all. Nobody will believe me. If I told y'all Matt LaFleur was calling plays for the Titans last year, <laughs> if I told y'all Marcus Mariota putting up better numbers than Aaron Rodgers in that same <laughs> offense, that pedestrian trash behind offense, Y'all be like, nah, man, nah, Aaron Rodgers. Gonna... No, man, I'm, man, I'm, I'm not finna go on my Mariota rant right now. <laughs> what are they doing to my dog? I'm not finna do it. But Aaron Rodgers has has looked pedestrian. And Matt LaFleur does an okay job, I think, game planning. Because in the first half, like, they do look like they move the ball. I just think they don't adjust well and do stuff in the second half. And um, I, I, I don't know. And a lot of that is LaFleur. Um but their defense is playing lights yeah. out, man. You know, Preston is Zadarius Smith, and 
like, oh man, they got uh, Darnell Savage and um, Jair Alexander. Now, who traded up with them? Uh, oh, the Saints. So remember, the Saints traded up to get uh, what's that defensive end? Uh, Davenport. Remember they traded up a few years ago to get Marcus Davenport. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm- well, they traded those picks. They traded. They swapped with Green Bay, and they traded for Green Bay first of the next year. Hmm. They uh, Green Bay ended up with Darnell Savage and Jair Alexander with the two picks. <coughs> wow. Excuse me. They ended up with Darnell Savage and Jair Alexander, and New Orleans got Marcus Davenport, who is a he ain't doing nothing <laughs> down there. And they got two dudes that are looking like studs. Like, Jair Alexander is on the verge of being elite already. And Darnell Savage is already starting, making plays. Like, he's on his well on his way to being a star as well. Wow. And then they got all those pass rushes up on the front side. Uh, man, that defense is, is is the real deal, man. They are for real. And they're going to they're gonna be a problem. And the whole, if they get stuff figured out on the offensive end, I'm, the Green Bay is going to, is going to be a problem, man. I, I really see it. And and another thing too, uh, on Denver side, first first of all, Joe Flacco is terrible. I think everybody that's not a surprise mm-hmm. to everybody. But what is so shocking to me, and probably a lot of people, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb have combined for zero sacks. Wow, in three weeks. Zero sacks, and I think they only had like seven com- seven combined pressures. When Joe, or when uh Joey Bosa, not Joey, but Nick Bosa, who's a rookie, he has like seventeen pressures already mm-hmm. in three weeks by himself. And I'm like, these dudes are struggling to get to the passer. Like it is unbelievable. No sacks, no no. I mean, they're not getting any pressure. That's like mind blowing to me. I th- I really thought they would do you know be you know a lot better with those two. But, um, yeah, I didn't expect you to say that. That's, talk about how to lose a bar bet. I would have. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. So you said zero sacks, yeah. zero sacks. Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb, and Von Miller. Like Von Miller, like I mean, I mean he's a Hall of Famer, and I, just the fact that he doesn't have a sack is that's unbelievable. That is pretty. Um, that's wow, wow. Yeah, I definitely expect you to say that. That's that is wild. Um. <laughs> well, shoot, man. That's um, they're zero and three now, right? Uh, yes, I believe. Uh, yeah, they're zero and three. Uh, they probably sh- they probably should be one and two with that Chicago game. Yeah, but, but you know, yeah, you know, hey, hey, you know, it is what it yeah, is. You know go. Uh, Minnesota Vikings beat the Oakland Raiders by twenty. They won thirty-four to fourteen. Dalvin Cook is on this. Dalvin Cook is on this ridiculous spree of saying F everybody out there who doubted me. Um, this dude is going crazy. If only he can stay healthy, which I, that's really my only serious concern about Dalvin Cook right now is if he can stay healthy. If he does, then this could be a – I'm not going to say MVP year. It's not like that. But this is definitely going to be one of the, his greatest years of all time for sure. Um, what do you think about Dalvin right now, Tuan? How you diagnose your Florida State guy, your, your sorry ass Seminole? Oh Lord, don't do that to my man now. You know, go nose, stand up. But right now, like he's uh he's definitely playing like the best running back in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um and that's kinda like that's part in part due to like Gary Kubiak and that run scheme, that stretch offense. 
that they're running. And it's the same thing. Like I always, I say this all the time. Like you got to put guys in position to be successful and do what they do best. A lot of the things that he's doing is um, what he did in at Florida State. You know, it's made him the greatest running back in the history of Florida State. So, um, yeah, Dalvin is, is looking really good right now. Even with subpar O line play, absolutely one of the worst quarterbacks in the National Football Sheesh. League. Uh, Kirk Cousins, but uh, they're playing defense, and it's a good formula. Uh, they're playing defense, and they're running the ball extremely well. Even Madison was running the ball uh, really good. So, um, yeah, that Dalvin, Dalvin is, is, you know, he's he's doing a really good job, man. Really good I've to see. Really, that it's good to see. I've healthy. literally never seen, and I don't know how long I'm about to say here, but I have never seen a coach have as little confidence in his player as the Minnesota Vikings coach has in Kirk Cousins when it comes to throwing a football. He will not, man, hmm. throw a football at all. <laughs> it's hilarious to watch because it's like, it's like, is this real? Like, what, what is going on here? But this man literally would not let that man throw a football. Like, he's, he's, he's refusing. He's going to run that ball with uh, the backup running back, Madison, from Boise State. Like, he's running that dude into the ground, too, but Yes, they indeed. are not letting Kirk throw the football. They are just – I've just never seen somebody get paid so much to just do so little. But, I mean, or guarantee money at that, my God. But, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just hilarious to me when I think about this. It. like, wow. So, y'all are the first team to ever give a quarterback guarantee. Talk about buying Man, a horse. My goodness. Bow, boy, good gracious. <laughs> that's, that's like it's hilarious to me. But, uh, but anyway, uh, to move on. Oh, by the way. The Oakland Raiders tight end, Darren Waller, had a day, by the way. Um, Tuan, you think he blows up this year or what? I think so, man. He's a freak, too. Uh, do like 6'6", six, six, and he, he played receiver at Georgia Tech. So, he doesn't have – he doesn't move like your typical tight mm-hmm. end. So, man, yeah, I, I, he's doing a really good job. Yeah, Brett, good. So. He's a, he, he is nice. I can definitely say that much. Um kind of surprised that you know i guess him doing what he is doing but at the same time it's like wow he's he's definitely kind of getting getting in right now so um i guess to keep on moving here we got the uh another stinker in my opinion even though the score won't show that um detroit lions played the philadelphia eagles detroit won 27-24 uh philadelphia's got to get healthy to him i mean i'm I mean, I'm not going to say I've never seen injuries like this pile up before, but because the Falcons clearly had injuries last year, but uh, yeah, they the did. entire offensive field really seemed to be hindered, does it not? Yep, they do. Yep, no, no Deshaun, no Alshon. Now, I heard they're supposed to be back this week on Thursday night, but, um, you know, and maybe Detroit is better than, you know, a lot of us thought, but um, I just, like I said, I, I, I don't I have my reservations about Carson Wentz. I'm, I, I, and I know they've they've had issues too um, with in, in the um, on the offensive line too. I know uh, Jason Peters was in and out of the lineup again this week, but they definitely need Deshaun back. Uh, you really want to see the offense going full go with everybody and uh, to see what they could do. They gave up a special team touchdown, and I remember. Uh, I don't know if the stat still remains, but I, it was some crazy stat. Like, your likelihood of winning a football game if you score on defense or special team, like, goes up, like, 60%. It's, like, some crazy number like that. And they ran a kickoff back. Detroit ran a kickoff back. 
And uh, a lot of times when you score on special teams or on defense, your team wins, especially if it's early on. Um, so, um, yeah, I I just – I don't – Philly, I don't know if it's like – I don't think they should panic yet. Um, I know coming up soon they're going to be um, – who do they play Thursday? Thursday, and they got it's, the Packers. Uh, yeah, the Packers. That's that's not going to be an easy game for them to win at nah. all. So I'm um, I'm I'm just I'm kind of like I don't want to say I don't want to say it's a must-win game for them because it's really not. I mean they still got to they still get to play Dallas twice, and um uh I I don't man I I don't know man <laughs> I don't know Philly Philly got to figure it out they got to figure it out and they got to figure it out quick. yeah I definitely agree um. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I don't even know how Philly really got this situation. Uh, all you heard in the offseason was, you know, this about, oh, Deshaun, not Deshaun Watson, uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson back in Philly, MVP, all this stuff, and then you see him come out and play like this. It's like, so what were y'all talking about now? Like, you know, it's just it's just kind of yeah. Um, yeah, I've been not ever hear Lewis Riddick. I, I don't hear Lewis Riddick saying a damn thing right now, which is which is. <laughs> he did a lot of talking this offseason. So, uh, I guess we can go ahead and keep on moving. Next game we got was the successor to Cam Newton. Went to Arizona. Uh, Carolina beat Arizona almost by 20. They won 38-20. Uh, I picked this game completely wrong in my little pick sheets because I just knew with Carolina having a backup quarterback, I said, this is going to be Kyler Murray's coming out party. Boy, was all wrong. Um, and it's funny because you look on, like, on TV shows and analysts and you hear Dion and them talking at night, and they're saying that Cliff, Clean- Cliff Kingsbury is actually holding back Kyler Murray. What do you think about that, Swan? No, nah, I don't think so. I mean, he's throwing the ball 40-some times. Kyler Murray had a deep ball he threw to, uh, I don't know if it was Demir Bird or Christian Kirk, but they dropped it. It was like 40, 50 yards downfield. It was a nice throw. But um, no, I don't think he's holding him back per se. Like he he let him lose. He let him run more this week. I think y'all was ran for like seventy yards, rushing. Okay. Uh, this week it's just a bad team. Like I, I don't really. I know Larry Fitzgerald scored again. That's just a bad team, man. Um, and Carolina does have a good defense, so you know, and they were getting after him as usual, and uh, the Cardinals don't have a good defense, and they. You know, do struggle protecting the quarterback. So, I don't think I don't think uh, Kingsbury is holding him back, man. That's a, that's a scapegoat, man. Everybody always want to go for the coach. De- and Dion ain't watching. That's my guy for all the state. Love the devil. Dion ain't watching these games. <laughs> Dion coaches a high school football team. They traveling. They doing all this stuff. He watching film. Dion is not watching these games throughout the week and doing. Man, he's not doing it. Trust me. I don't even know what they talking about. Shannon Sharp. I heard Shannon Sharp uh, the other day saying Earl Thomas was uh, late getting over there to meet Cole Harmon, chasing him from behind and stuff. I'm like, well, I'm like, what? Like, Earl Thomas was in a box. That was Tony Jefferson. What are you talking about? Like, they just, I don't know what these guys are. are they just, they, sometimes they just talk. You know, it's just, it's, 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 it's absolutely ridiculous, some of the stuff that they say. But anyway, <laughs> do you think, do you think, do you think he's being held back? Um, I don't know. I mean, what you said kind of summed up for me. They just look like a bad football team to me. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything. Well, first of all, the offensive line looks god awful to me. I don't like anything about what I'm seeing. 
Kyler <laughs> um, Murray, a lot of times, I'm not going to say he looks held back, but he looks he looks extremely small to me. Um, like I'm not saying he's a big guy. I know he's small already, but I guess it's not until I actually watch him play sometimes, and it's like, dang, dude, it's very small. Like, he... He's getting balls back down. Now, any quarterback gets balls back down, but it's just like it just seems more glaring to me when I watch him do it. So, uh, but I think he's getting held back. No, I'm not going to say that, but it just doesn't look very good to me. Um, yeah, uh, but on the other side of the ball, though, low. White Reggie Bush. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I think 78 yards one time, and boy, I mean, I went crazy. Uh, the quarterback named Kyle Allen, right? Yep, Kyle Allen, uh, former five-star high school recruit. Yep, he's the next in line. Uh, we'll get some Daniel Jones in a second, but uh, we go from Gardner Minshew to Kyle Allen. A lot of first-time stars this weekend. A lot of guys impress people, apparently, because now even though Gardner, I think he started the last game, right, too, right? No, he came. Uh, yeah, he did start the yeah, last game, so yep, against Even Texas. though he wasn't a Should have won it. Should have right. won it, too. Played well enough right. to win. So even yeah. though he wasn't a first-time starter, you kind of get the picture that, you know, it's just – a lot of quarterbacks we don't know much about. A lot of guys getting their opportunity and they're making the best of it. Um, I think Kyle Allen did a damn good job because he threw one ball to um, DJ Moore. Oh my goodness! Like it is like I, I think his receivers were kind of thinking, "Man, we ain't never seen Camp this good in our life." So uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the clock's. I'm not gonna say the clock's ticking on Cam because of him personally, but the clock is definitely ticking on Cam to get his stuff together. Put it like that because he. He ain't got too much more time to keep playing like he's been playing before they yeah. So <laughs> what do you think about Carolina side of the ball? Um I mean their defense played extremely well. Um really like some of the pieces that they have over there. Um Dante Jackson made one of the nicest interceptions I've seen in a very long yeah, time. Yeah, it was tough. Um yeah. and I will say um yeah, I mean, once Cam gets healthy, um, I know they just said he's going to be out a little bit longer. They think he has a Liz Frank injury. But uh, his – once he's healthy, he's I mean, that's his job. I mean, we can't expect this from Kyle Allen every week. I mean, I, it's just – I don't think that's realistic. Right. Expecting that for him. But you know, as long as you can ride Christian McCaffrey and just get the ball to your playmaker so they can make plays, that's what – what was wrong with Cam? Like, I mean, Cam was just missing his play. They were open. He was just missing throws. And the throws that he was hitting, like, he wasn't – like, it's the difference between you – like, you hit a guy on the out route or something. Or say he's running a drag and you hit him like, oh, well, it's a pass completion. But where you put the ball determines on what he could do with it. So Cam would throw the ball right to him or throw it behind him a little bit. And whereas other quarterbacks, you throw it in front of them so he can have an opportunity to do something with the ball. And that's sometimes where Cam kind of drops the ball a little bit with his accuracy. can get a little wild mm-hmm. sometimes. But, um, you know, he's definitely had the playmakers. Uh, but, you know, Cam has always been over to, been able to, uh, like, kind of, like, combat that with his, you know, his elite running ability and other things. You know, being able to break out of sacks and extend plays and, throw the ball deep down the field and other things like that. So, uh, I thought Kyle Allen played well, and uh, it was good that he got to go against the Cardinals his first time out there. Yeah, in line. Um, to go ahead and kind of wrap the rest of this stuff up because we're almost done now. Oh, yeah. hey. Hey, remember, who hey, who was my number one back? Oh. This year when we did oh, yeah, our yeah. White Ranger, yes, sir. Hey, don't, don't, don't forget. Don't forget now. Hey, look, hey, I tried to tell y'all, even though Dalvin not playing. Yeah, I was about right to say, now, I mean <laughs> – 
Dalvin. Him and Dalvin. I hate to admit it. He's out playing him right now. Well, I mean, I'm I mean, that's not saying, that's not saying that bad. Yeah, right, him. right. That was playing elite right now. That's what I guess. That's what I probably should have said. He's playing elite. So, I mean, it look yeah. it looks fantastic. Um, but yeah, to figure out finish the rest of this, uh, let's get to Danny Dimes, Tuan. Uh, Daniel Jones, the New York Giants quarterback, aka Danny Dimes, was out here doing what he does, uh, dropping dimes. Uh, he, uh, the most ridiculous come from behind victory I've ever seen. Um, and it would <laughs> happen against Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers. <laughs> uh, just the whole ending of that game was just hilarious. It was bizarre. It was weird. It was, it was a lot of weird stuff happening at the end of that game, too. But a lot of weird see, stuff. Stuff like that makes me think the game is rigged because when I see when I see the fact that Daniel Jones, that last play when he ran that touchdown for like what 11, 12 yards, whatever, I've never seen the middle of the field, a football field, be that open in my entire life. This man could have been, you could have drove, literally drove a semi truck through that hole. They were, I, don't, I don't even know if they had defensive tackle in on that play. It looked that bad, like. It was ridiculous. Um, and then the fact that Bruce Arians took the penalty and then they missed the kick. Like, it, it was just it, – it would have happened to Jameis Winston. It couldn't have happened to no other quarterback mm. but Jameis Winston. And uh, even though this was this was not Jameis's fault, it's just hilarious to know that – well, it's just hilarious because it's like it happened to Jameis. Um, Mike Evans, though, had a day. Uh, you're talking about somebody getting abused? Uh, I don't yes, think anybody uh, got abused more than Janoris Jenkins did by Mike Evans, who – Went for three touchdowns, clearly over 100 yards, easy. I mean, it seemed like every time they threw a deep ball, it might have been the mic. And um, it was just a just a ridiculous game, but it was fun to watch, I would say, at the end, for me at least. Uh, what you got to say, Twan, about this game? Um, Dang Jones is who I thought he was. <laughs> um, I started off by saying that, you know, they lost Saquon early in the game, so now he has the dreaded high ankle mm. sprain, which is uh, that's just terrible. So he's probably going to be out for a while. I know they said like four to eight weeks, but it's probably going to be probably like longer. eight weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's probably closer to eight weeks than right. four um, with that with that type of injury. But that, I don't know. He may, he may heal up a little faster. And um, I, I'm expecting him at least to miss six games okay. um, personally. Oh, uh, that that's that's just that's tough, but uh, I mean he did it. I mean without Saquon for most of the game, uh, without uh, you know Golden Tate, um, and he was still making throws. Now he did, you know, he did have some. He fumbled a couple of times, which was an issue mm-hmm. um, in the preseason with him. That's one of the little drawbacks from the preseason um, that you know he had a little thing fumble even in that Dallas game when he got in. He fumbled. Yep. Um, so that was like a little. You know, you know, a little drawback. But remember, I was saying like, you know, people gonna be surprised how athletic this dude was. Man, he ran a read option near the goal line and just took off. Um, I was like, man, I was like, I'm telling y'all, this dude is athletic. Yeah, he was good. Um, I don't know if it, I want to know if I would call it sneaky athletic, but it's like, I mean, he's a really good athlete. So, um, at the end of the game. So anyway, Daniel Jones comes down, and runs, scores, put uh put the Giants up. Tampa comes back and uh to try to come and you know make their drive and, and, and get in the field goal range to <laughs> to win the game. So here's what happens. Like this is I I don't understand this. So first of all, the Giants play cover one. They're pressing Mike Evans 
for some reason. Mike Evans has 7,000 receiving yards, three touchdowns already. So, And Jack Rabbit been following him the whole time and just been getting abused. <laughs> and really, Tampa should have been should have kept going at it. I, I they stopped for a little while. I got to kept throwing Mike Evans the ball, but they leave him one on one again. Mike Evans burns him up the sideline, of course, easy. Um, James hits him now there in field goal range. So they get down there, and uh, to to stop the clock or whatever. So they get down there to spike, and then uh. Like they get a delay of game penalty, right? And it moves them back, and then they do a sneak to move the ball into the middle of the field to and uh so to get a uh the kicker a better you know shot at, at making it. So here's the thing. So after the game, Bruce Arian says, "Like, why did you take the delay of game?" He like, "Oh, well, I took the better uh delay of the game because I felt like it'll be a better field goal for him to make if we moved it back five yards." And I'm like. Wait, what? I'm like, okay. And now, at first, I'm like, okay. Like, I get it. Like, I get it in college. If you if you had to kick a field goal from the one, I would take a delay of game because the hash marks are so wide. And that angle where you got to kick it at is, like, so sharp. Like, it is like, it's like, like you're almost kicking the ball sideways. So, I get it. The further back you move in college, if you're on a hash, the easier the kick is in a way, as long as you ain't going too far right. back. And so, they basically took that delay of game. And it, it absolutely made no sense. Really, what happened was they really, they just weren't prepared. So he first he says they took a delay of game to try to make a sharper angle. Then he says he comes back the next day when they ask him about like, so what happened again? Like, why did you take the? Because if they would have kept the five yards from when he kicked, now ultimately he misses the kick. But if he would have kicked the ball from where they would have had the ball in the first place, he would have made it because it took it like tailed off like the, at the very end and he missed it. But if he was five yards closest, he would have made the kick. Like I was like, I don't understand this. Like this makes no sense at all. So then he comes back and says, uh, "Well, yeah, we felt like we know, uh, I, you know, I decided to take the, uh, the delay a game and and I was like, wait, this, this none of this stuff is making sense, Bruce Aaron. Like, wh- like just just say y'all weren't prepared, say something happened or or whatever. Like, if it was James Winston fault or you didn't get to play in or or Brian Leftwich didn't get to play in, whoever, just say that. But like, just to say that." We took a delay of game makes absolutely no sense. Like, why would you back it? Oh, then he said he comes back yesterday and say we didn't want to get a 10-second runoff. The clock wasn't running. <laughs> like, you can't get a 10-second runoff with the clock already stopped. Like, it didn't make any – any all the stuff he was talking about. And Bruce Arians, I think he's been coach of the year like two times. Like, he won that. Like, he's not a bad coach, and he's a good guy. But I'm like, come on, dude. You don't, you're not making sense right now. You say you didn't want a 10-second runoff, but the clock wasn't moving. I'm like, this is this is absolutely insane. And they end up missing the field goal. And I like, and it's crazy because I looked at James Winston's face, and it's almost like he had like a sense of relief off of him. It was like kind of like, well, y'all can't blame me. <laughs> 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 okay. I, but I'm like, as a coach, I'm like, I'm just looking, I'm like, bro, what are you thinking? Like, why are you taking a delay a game here? Get in position, you spike the ball. You get the ball. You you got what 15, 20 seconds to talk to your quarterback. Hey, look, what I want you to do is snap the ball, go to the middle field, and fall down, and then we're gonna call a timeout. You had the right. nine yard line. Then you are gonna move it back to like a no. I think maybe at the eleven yard line at that point they lose five more yards. So basically, he's kicking the extra point, which a lot of kickers miss nowadays. But it'd have been closer, and they would have made. He would have made it. I just, I mean, he just dropped the ball, and they had no business losing that game. And uh, this just like started a Cinderella story for Daniel Jones. Yep. 
They they definitely kicked it off. <laughs> we can definitely say that. Right. Uh, man, sure. something was hilarious. Um, just to even just to even see what all this went down. It's just it was just hilarious just to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, to kind of finish the rest of this, Pittsburgh put it San Francisco Forty Niners. Um, I didn't really watch much of that game because uh, I mean, I don't, I just wasn't really interested in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, but yeah, that season's yeah, over. But uh, San Francisco uh, pulled out the win. Um, they continue doing their thing where they have a thousand running backs and they give them to get the ball to every single one of them to just run it down the field, mm-hmm. throw it down the field. Um, one thing that was actually stupid impressive to me was uh, <laughs> Jarrell Wilson Jr. is one of the running backs for them. This man had two yards and two touchdowns. Uh, yep. As a fantasy football player, first of all, that's extremely frustrating. But number two, if I'm just a player on the team, if I'm Matt Breida, if I'm Raheem Mostert, if I hadn't done all that damn work to get that ball down that field, and you bring in somebody off the bench to take my touchdowns, I'm gonna have a problem. Okay, it's not even, it's not mm-hmm. gonna change, and nothing you can say to me is gonna make it feel different. But you can't do that to me, yo. That's that's not how this is gonna go. You cannot do that to me. And uh, like I didn't. And a lot, yeah, and I, I agree, man. A lot of times, too, man, sometimes, some things like, you know, casual fans don't know. When stuff like that go on, sometimes dudes have things in their contract where if you get a certain amount of catches or a certain amount of touchdowns or something, like, you, it, it like, um, it'll, like, trigger, like, incentives. Mm-hmm. So, I, and you'll, like, you could go here, go back here, stories about how guys would tell, like, you know, they set me out in this quarter because if I would have caught this ball or caught a certain amount of, then I would have gotten like a, a big time right. bonus, you know what I'm saying? Or I would have got this, I would have got that, and it happens a lot. You don't hear this on ESPN and stuff, but it happens every single year. Like even when I was watching, even with Matt Judon, uh, like he gets like some kind of trigger bonus if he gets ten sacks this year. He had like two rough in the passer penalties, trying to hurry up and get to Patrick Mahomes. And I'm like, man, he's trying to get to them ten yep. sacks. Cause it don't make no sense for you to go this extra mile that you're trying to go to to try to you know get the sack. I can get it. You're playing hard, but it's gonna trigger some incentives. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times guys are trying to go and get those. Yeah, de- but yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. They're definitely trying to go and get. I'd be pissed blame, off they take my touchdown. Like, I don't blame them one bit, but yeah, definitely trying to go and get. Yeah. Uh, the New Orleans Saints played the Seattle Seahawks. New Orleans Saints went to Seattle and won that game, thirty-three twenty-seven. Uh, yes, sir. Impressive game by Alvin Kamara for sure, and Teddy Bridgewater from the go into the twelfth man, you know, stadium and to do what he did in that rock. I was. I was actually thinking to myself, okay, you know, that's that's a good win. And you don't play you don't pay a back of a quarterback that much money if he's not gonna do stuff like that in the first place. So um I actually I actually I actually picked that game correct because I told myself Sean Payton's a hell of a coach. He'll he'll put this mm-hmm. to succeed and Teddy, you know, Teddy did a hell of a job with it. So um yeah, like I said, hell of a game there. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, they uh I, that's the most that, that offense to me is so I don't have a word to yep. use to describe them. I really can't stand watching their offense, to be honest with you. But uh, I call it the good luck, Russell. Yeah, offense. yeah. Like somehow they get it done. Still, it's just it's just crazy. But um, yeah, like I said, that game was oh, that game was pretty much a pretty good game. What do you think about the game, Swan? Um, yeah, the two glove Teddy uh, was able to pull it out. And like you said, that that Seattle offense is like basically like get a ball to Russell Wilson and good luck. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on um, 
did, did you ever buy into that whole uh, Taysom Hill? Buy into who now? Getting a lot of snaps type thing. Say one more time now. Did you buy into the whole? Did you buy into the whole Taysom Hill? Hell no, because I know that. Well, only reason I didn't is because I'm a firm believer, and you don't pay somebody that much money again to be a backup quarterback. And when you need them, don't play them. Just like, uh, just like with the Shady McCoy signing with their Chiefs, um, they gave him four million dollars, getting paid more than Damian Williams. You don't pay somebody to come in off the street if you're not going to use them more than another person. In my opinion, now everybody else has an opinion, but that's just me. I feel like that's kind of the same thing with the Broncos right now with Philip Lindsay. Uh, Philip Lindsay, well, Royce Freeman was the one they drafted. Royce Freeman's the one they're paying. Even though Philip Lindsay's playing extremely well and has played well up until this point, you can tell they're trying to get Royce that ball a lot more yeah. and more. I do think you have to follow that money in the day. So, yeah, he has the uh, draft. Uh, what is it called? That uh, draft. Uh... Not draft capital. You don't. What's my that? Are you? I don't know. Would you, would you call it cachet? I don't. I don't know. They're Sounds just, good to me. <laughs> they, they, yeah, that the um, you know, that draft. Like even I see that with Baltimore, even with the Ravens. Like I want Jaleel Scott to play over uh, Miles Boykins, but Miles Boykins drafted in the third round, so he's gonna mm-hmm. play. So that's you know that's how that stuff works sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, it's a draft pedigree. That's what it is. Like they just they go back and they look and see who was drafted where and they. They kind of like plug him in there. Well, like you know, this is the guy we believe in, mm-hmm. and going to go. And Royce Freeman has been playing. Well. Yeah, he's actually played well. That's why I was like, well, yeah. I don't think it's just the money thing, but I think a lot of times you got to follow the money. Just to be honest. Um, yep. One of my favorite games the past weekend was actually the Texans and the Chargers uh, because I got to see two of my favorite receivers, Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins, play. I don't know what and got into Hopkins, or, but uh, didn't have the best game. Um, ever since he played Jalen Ramsey last week, it's been a little weird. <laughs> I mean, some other weeks played a little weird, some other week. So, uh, I, I did read something online where it was talking about Deshaun and DeAndre have been kind of at odds lately, I guess, over whatever it is. I don't know, but uh, there was definitely a lot of throughout the game, there was definitely a lot of bad body language. I know you're really big on body language, Twan, so that yeah. made me kind of think of it, but you could see anytime that. Deshaun may have thrown the ball to DeAndre and it might have been a little bit, you know, let's say a little bit off or a little bit high. You know, DeAndre goes straight into that slump mode of throwing his hands in the air. And uh, they were, now don't get me wrong, they were double and triple teaming him. So, I mean, <laughs> the reason yeah. that Deshaun's not going there every single play. But, uh, yeah. That- and, yeah, Deshaun, Deshaun's doing a good, but, uh, uh, I would say a slightly better job this year of actually spreading the ball around to other receivers. Uh, now, granted, he has. Um, you know, Will Fuller, and uh, he's been getting the ball to Kenny Steele, yep. and the tight end too. Like he's been doing a, a good job of getting it out. Granted, uh, he hasn't been like forcing the ball to mm-hmm. DeAndre like he has been, and, and and it's really not a bad. Like sometimes when you have a great receiver like that, you can. It's okay to force him the ball a couple times a game. Yeah. It really ain't a bad idea. But uh, you know, and the shot. First of all, did, did you see that? Pass he threw that Desmond King picked off, but it was like they call it a fumble. Yeah, when it hit the ground. Oh my, that was the dumbest pass I ever seen in my life. I was like, Deshaun Washington does every game, and y'all see every game. Deshaun Washington gonna throw the ball either triple coverage or he's gonna throw the ball right to somebody on the other team. And it's like, I'm like, I don't understand how why he made that decision he made, but he would do something incredibly stupid. Yeah, Yeah, he's gonna do that. (laughs) Yeah, I was like. 
it was like the first drive of the game. I'm like, there's no way he just like I don't know a five year old that would make that decision. Uh, but he'll do yeah. it. And then they'll come back and throw the, the one of the prettiest deep balls you ever see. Um <laughs> the next drives. And that's just kind of the type of guy that he is. But yeah, you know he'll do it. He'll um, definitely do it. Hey, but that's that's interesting though. I didn't know that they were or oh, their reports that they had been, you know, kinda at odds though. I mean that's pretty interesting yeah most of it i saw was on twitter and it was just kind of talking about how they just uh how they just got something well how they just been kind of uh, a little testy with each other lately and uh and like i think uh-huh. that can be some of some of guys just you know deandre obviously playing for a contract deshaun you know he's trying to get better as a passer so he's like you mentioned he's gonna spread that ball around probably a little more than he should well i don't say more than he should he's doing the right thing they're winning games yeah uh, right. I think whenever I think about Deshaun, when I see him make like a game-winning drive, because he did it again this week, I always think when Dabo said he's Michael Jordan, basically. And it's so crazy to me that Deshaun literally, even the first game of the season against the Saints, when Deshaun brought them back and threw that deep ball to King Steele and they score, like some stuff people do, it's just amazing. Like he's, he, that's one of the toughest dudes, one of the dumbest, toughest dudes I've ever met in my life. I mean, I ever just seen him play the game. Because he will get himself killed to get a first down. He will take the worst shot ever to the chest just to get that ball off. And I love that in my quarterback. But I just <laughs> wonder, how long is this dude going to be around? Because he's not the thickest dude. He's not a big dude by any means necessary. So, um, yeah. And he's very reckless. But you know what I like? To, I like that, you know, that I know a lot of times people in the media and stuff, they talk about it a lot. Even I talk about it like he's so reckless. And even with Carson Wentz, uh, there are other quarterbacks out there that are just reckless. But I like that they play with no fear. Yeah. You know, that's I still I still want that. Like you can't be thinking about, oh, I might get hurt, I might get injured, and all no. that stuff. Cause then you're gonna turn into a ghost. Right. I mean, you're gonna you know, and start playing that way. So I like that they play with no fear. Um, a lot of times, it's just like you got to find some way to balance all of that, and not be so reckless and find like a happy medium. Yeah. So hopefully he can get there sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, because he ain't on a good route right now. Nah, right now he, you, you're definitely right. I 100 agree with you. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, that was one of the games I had the most fun watching. Uh, last game of the week was going to be the Rams and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland Browns are a train wreck. Um, <laughs> I know I'm having the best time ever watching this go happen too. Um, I feel <laughs> like uh, I feel like the fight is coming very soon, in which. Between Odell and Jarvis, not Odell and Baker, Odell and Jarvis. Uh, I, it's funny watching how I told y'all last week. I've never seen. It's basically everything is Odell, Odell, Odell. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't know how long it's gonna last. Uh, I thought Jarvis out-targeted him this last game. He only had like – Oh, he might have had more catches he only in the game. Or more yards. yards. So, I mean, Jarvis. He only had 33. I thought – no, yeah. against – you sure? Because I thought he had like a 30-yard like a catch. Sure put, like 30-yard yeah, catch trust, trust me, my fantasy team told me about it. <laughs> so, let me make sure. Hold on. Uh-huh. Let me see. Jarvis Landry. Uh, la, 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 la. Correction. Three catches, sixty-two yards. Um, the week before, that's when he had that stinker, which wasn't much more yeah. impressive. But Jarvis had nine targets, but he's just not—he's just not getting the ball. Basically, he's just not being. Able to... 
And that is a reflection to me on Baker yeah, Mayfield. Yeah, 100%. Man. Him and Odell both have. Baker Mayfield is going backwards. Yeah. And Freddie Kitchen has no business being a head coach. Yeah, how the hell are these guys getting jobs, first of all? Like, I mean, I, I feel like I got homeboys that can coach better. So, Listen, think, think about this. Freddie Kitchen was the – last year, this time last year, Freddie Kitchen was the running back coach. <laughs> they fired – they ended up firing Hugh Jackson, and they think – so then at that point, everybody think – um. Uh, what's the guy's name? Of the offensive coordinator, the crazy dude. Um, crazy. Here's the OC for the uh, for the for the uh, for the Steelers for a while. Oh, Haley. No, yeah, yeah, Ty. So everybody think Ty Haley about to get the uh, head coach job. They end up firing <laughs> him too. So Ty Haley and and what you call it's gone. Then Greg Williams get a head coach. But here's the thing, Greg Williams didn't even appoint um Freddie Kitchens. To be the uh the offensive coordinator, management did that. Cause remember when they asked him, they asked they asked him they were like uh they were like uh they asked him about he's like I didn't even pick him when they asked Greg Williams like I didn't pick him to do that, but you know the management selected him and that's what we're gonna go with yeah. we're gonna roll with it. And uh I guess cause of his relationship with Baker Mayfield, and uh so this man's never been a head coach anyway. He was a running backs coach. Then he just was made into the offensive coordinator, and then from there they pick him to be the head coach. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness! And then I mean, the guy ran a, a draw play on fourth and nine. When, um, threw I the ball. He got Nick Chubb. I thought that was a joke when I saw that. Me too. I was like, I was like, did he? I did. I was like, please tell me he just forgot what down it was or something. Like this is absolutely ridiculous. Then they had, when they had a chance to go in and score, like he didn't get they had three timeouts, didn't even get a ball to Chubb once. Then he run the ball one time with Chubb and Chubb was playing a good game. And um but overall and of course Baker throws a pick and ended. But Baker Mayfield has not been looking good. I just I'm not a fan of Baker Mayfield um right now and what he's doing. I had him as my second rated passer quarterback. I still think so far he he is the second best quarterback in the draft so far. But um, I just, man, he's just, he's not looking good, nah. man. Like I, I just don't say you have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Like, oh, so, something's got to give, man. Like you got to get these guys. Like how can you not get these guys the ball like this? Like Jarvis Landry getting nine, ten targets with three catches. Like come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I I, I don't know. Really, I don't even know what to say to it. I mean. <laughs> You pretty much said everything there, but uh, it's just it's just interesting to me, I guess. I, I guess one way I can really put it, it's just interesting to me. Um, it's interesting that that we get the hype. Now, I'm, you know we're gonna get the hype. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know, man. It just it just it's just it's just not making sense to me. Um, hopefully, it does make sense eventually, but as of right now, Odell Beckham is not on the team I want him to be on. Uh, I think Baltimore is gonna be the breaks off. Uh, I hope they, they do. do. <laughs> I hope they do. Like you have no idea. I'm not even joking. I, I'm, I'm counting on that happening next week. Because if that happens, and I think their entire secondary is out too. So that I mean, like, uh, like even if they force Baltimore just to pass, they're playing with backups <laughs> all across the board. Like this is crazy. That's good. That is good. Um, tell you what, that's pretty much it for all the games, though. Um, Hold on, before hey, before we go on, I, I yeah. do want to say. I was wrong about the Rams. I thought they were going to be suffering from a Super Bowl hangover. The Rams are undefeated. They're looking pretty good right now. And I meant to put them up there in that class, too, of teams that, you know, right below the Patriots and the Chiefs. They are playing 
extremely well. And shout out to the Patriots. That defense is – they've given up three points all year. That is insane. Insane. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely impressive. Um, when you think about three whole games, they've given up three points, and they haven't played the best competition either. But still, though, that's, that's still it's still three points. You know what I mean? So, um, I actually kind of with the Rams thing you said, I actually I don't feel the same way, but I think I feel a little different about who is Todd Gurley right now. I I don't know. I just this is like they just trying to get through the through the regular season. Jared Goff does not look good to me yeah. at all, at all. But their defense is is playing really great. Um, Cooper Cup is amazing. Their receiver, their their receiving group is is really mm-hmm. good. But I think Gurley's just. I mean, I think they're just going through the motions with Gurley. But I, I'm just so surprised. Like I was dead wrong about them. I really thought they were going to be suffering from a Super Bowl hangover. Um, but they are there as a team overall. They're playing a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Their defense is playing really mm-hmm. good, and um, uh, geez, I just, I, I don't know. The only thing I, I that's really surprised me about them is how average and below average uh Jared Goff is. <laughs> but you know, he still throws a great deep ball. Um, he's really good at those intermediate routes, but he just like stares stuff down. And and it's funny, like I, I don't know if you have you seen the the. Uh, how they get to the line, he's just standing there looking around and um uh Todd uh Todd um uh, uh McVeigh, Sean yeah. McVeigh is talking to him the whole time, telling him what to do. Like that is hilarious to me. I'm like, this dude is still a rookie. It's like it's like babysitting him, holding his hand, talking to him. like he's calling the play. All right, as soon as the play is over with, McVeigh's calling the play and they're all standing at the line. And Jared Goff is just looking <laughs> at everything. He's talking to him all the way up to 15 seconds. He's just staring around looking and seeing where to go with the ball. And wherever it's t- wherever he um uh McVeigh is telling him to go with the ball, like, that's you're gonna go with going. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's it, and it costs him sometimes too. He's throwing picks and stuff. So, you know. But yeah. Yeah, that is funny. I mean, uh I was dead wrong about them though, man. I ain't even pay attention. I got to pay attention to that because I really didn't pay attention to that whatsoever. Um, yeah, I'm going to make sure I check that out from now on, though, because uh, obviously I'm considered lying, but I never really pictured the way he's doing. But, uh, but yeah, that's actually pretty funny. So I'm going to make sure I check that out. Um, I did have one question from the crowd, uh, basically, on my side. And uh, what it was pretty much, well, my boy Trey, he was basically asking, um, what's next for Antonio Brown? Um, do you see him in the XFL? I, I, not that I couldn't see him there, but I don't know if that's the attention. Well, I take that back. Vincent Mann might want that attention to start off to get his brand right. He, he might, so I'm not gonna say he doesn't. But um, I don't know. I think it's mainly to be seen. Uh, Twan, what you what you think about Antonio Brown going forward? What's his next step? Um, I think he needs to get all his legal stuff situated first. And um, just hope that somebody gives him an opportunity to play in the NFL again. Um, as far as the XFL, uh, there was a report today, I believe, came out. Um, I, I don't. I... You said who now? He's not interested in the XFL, and the XFL also said he's they're not interested in him. So, <laughs> well then, that's a wrap for that. <laughs> Do you have anything? Yeah. Did you have anything this week for the question of crowd? Oh uh, no, I did not have any questions this week. Um, 
from the crowd. Uh, but um, I will say, I know a lot of people asking us to do like spreads and predictions. So what I think we can do though is like we could post our picks uh, or who we think we can, or, um, or whoever we think going to win the games. We could post those on the uh, Instagram page. So y'all yep. go follow our Instagram page, Andy Sports Talk, and we can just post them on there because I mean we can't promise that we come back and do another show. Um, also to all my fight fans, my boy, the real Arrow, the truth, Arrow Smith Jr. Uh, fighting the unification fight this weekend, uh, Saturday night uh, against Sean Showtime Porter. Um, you know, Arrow Smith is my guy. I've been rocking with him since about 2011 when I first saw him fight uh, back there. He was like an amateur back then. And uh, he is really the truth. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, him. I mean, I don't like that he's a, such a big-time Cowboy fan. And, you know, Jerry be having them all up there with the Cowboys. Man, you know. I don't no. really like all that. I mean, Errol Jr. Too close. Errol Jr. Too close. Yeah, Errol Jr. Like, don't, don't say, yeah. But, yeah, man, I'm, um, I might get my uh, – I might come back later on this week and post a, a fight breakdown. Um. And do it because I know I know a, a few people who asked me to you know try to break down the fight and what I think about it. So I don't know. I might do it, Lord willing, if I get an opportunity and I have some time. And I remember we can get to it. But yeah, man, that's pretty much all I got. All right, good deal. Well, first of all, y'all, we appreciate you listening in this week. Uh, let me see this upcoming weekend. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, besides Thursday night's game, you know, with the whole. Uh, Packers and Eagles. I'm not terribly excited, but obviously anything football, I'm going to watch it. Dallas and Saints, don't get your hopes up because I don't think it's going to be that game we all think it might be. I think it's going to be pretty. I think Dallas going to go ahead and whoop that ass, y'all. You know, it's going it's to happen. Uh, I'm going to go with one bold prediction this week. I'm going to say Pat Mahomes throws six touchdowns this week against the Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, mm-hmm. Give me something bold this week, bro. What you got? Put you on the spot. The Cleveland Browns fire Freddie Kitchens after they lose. Hot to take. Hot, hot <laughs> to take King here, y'all. You hear him? <laughs> yeah. Freddie Kitchen gets fired this week. Wow. Ooh, boy. Damn. Okay, cool. <laughs> and listen, not listen. Freddie Kitchens get fired this week, and so does. Hey, talk about a hot take. Yeah, that that that's my prediction. Uh, he gets fired, and then listen. And if he doesn't, then I think by next week. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry about Kitchen and Jay Gruden will be gone. You said Jay Gruden? That's my. Yeah, yeah, Andre Jay Gruden. I wonder about that one. I might be in the minority, but I think Jay Gruden's actually done a good job coaching with what he's had to deal with with that team. Um, not having his left tackle. I mean, the fact that he was in a competitive against the uh, Eagles the first week, I, I still think it's kind of, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I guess I can rock with that. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, but sure, y'all. Uh, anyway, I want to thank y'all for listening this week to the A&E podcast, and we do appreciate it. Please continue to share with your friends and listen. We appreciate all the support and all the questions again. Um, uh, we are on Spotify. We are on Anchor. We are on Apple iTunes Podcast. 28 for the people. Love me. Appreciate all the support, man. All right, y'all. Thank you again. We out. Peace. Peace.
Thank you.